Hey, everybody. It's me, Ken. I use she and him pronouns. Uh, and I'm here to talk about clowns. The anime slash manga, Kengen Ashra. I am ready to talk about some animorphs. Roma, have you ever heard of the <gasps> art movement of Dadaism? Interest in a musician group called Exociety? It's Yu-Gi-Oh. The brain worm that I would like to deliver you to you today is um, Gundam and or Gumpla. I became aware of a series of novels that people told me about called Discworld. Hey, Lewis, what are we talking about? Aragorn. Aragorn. Welcome to the Hyperfixation, where we invite our friends onto our show to tell us about what they're excited about so we can acquire an approximate knowledge of many things. New episodes out every Wednesday morning and up to five days early for patrons. Normalize info dumping and learn something new with us today, thanks to the Moonshot Network. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Kame House Party. I'm Aaron. And I'm Vince. It's the universe's only improv comedy uh, Dragon Ball podcast, but we're on strike because SAG-AFTRA is still on strike. So we're doing spook lamental content. Uh, until then, <laughs> and I, I don't know. And we're doing creepy pasta for the third time because rule of threes. The and, scariest uh, rule of comedy. <laughs> I I don't know if I can do it. It's it's too frightening. This is comedy to the third power, or creepy pasta to the third power. <laughs> I can I, my funny bones are rattling. <laughs> Because of how scared I am. <laughs> ah! Just, uh, uh, trick or treat. I'm not scared at all. <laughs> I'm a freak and I love this shit. This is my this is my least favorite time of year. <laughs> yeah. How many things have you jumped out, jumped at this week? Everybody on the subway yesterday. <laughs> Just I was shrieking. <laughs> any, oh, any cool costumes? Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, basic New York stuff that you can put together, right? Three blind mice. Pizza guy. You see them everywhere. You see those three blind mice everywhere. That is a strictly New York thing. It's it, because you know what it mice. is. It's a couple plus one. It's couple and best friend. That's that. That's mm. that. They're like part of a group of six or five. And the other group had like the other two have a costume. Um, but the one that made me stop and compliment the people was uh oh hello uh they were sitting on yeah. there was they were sitting on a stoop in the west village <laughs> just like <laughs> hanging out and i walked by and I just go oh hello and they must have not gotten any recognition all day because they're like yes <laughs> <laughs> i'd have been like folks that's too much tuna <laughs> I walked away going, Ravi! <laughs> that is, that's, God bless him. God bless John Mulaney and Nick Kroll for going out on Halloween <laughs> to the West Village. I assume it was them. Uh, it was definitely them. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're definitely going to finish off the spooky month with some more creepypasta again. These were recommended to us by... Review cultist, uh, go on and listen to Rigamortis Aldente. Aldente Rigamortis. Yeah, there we go. I, I got to. Oh, no. I'm, you put that comma in the wrong place. I'm too scared. Yeah. <laughs> I was filling out the four when I was describing it. <laughs> Last name first. Um, but go give uh, that podcast a listen if you want even more creepypasta action. Um, so we got two more we're going to read here. Oh, yeah. And the first one, I believe you said you were going to take the the lead on this one. 
Yeah, I decided to take the plunge into this creepy pasta. I'm going to read the first one entitled The Theater. Mm. The <clears throat> the bo- where where the, where you tread the boards. Yes, yes, yes. Stage left, stage right. <laughs> the horror is that someone called it Macbeth <laughs> and not the Scottish play. <laughs> What the the most terrifying thing when somebody says "Good luck"? Ah! Oh no! You're supposed to wish bad fortune, which is good fortune in the theater. <laughs> but Aaron, I have to I have to get to this because have you ever heard of an old game called the theater? <laughs> yeah, didn't think so. Probably- <laughs> <laughs> All right, I you came to me. With this hey, shut up. <laughs> This this is my story. (laughs) Probably because many say it doesn't even exist. Oh, yes. Aaron, are we talking vaporware? You know, GTA 6 has been in the news. (laughs) A game that doesn't exist. (laughs) And it's got got the internet all up in arms. Uh, But we're going to keep pushing because you see. It's got to change some fonts. (laughs) Change a 5 to a 6. You're done. If only it were that easy. Because you see, the theater was an old game released around the same time as Doom. Today, if you ever find it, it's only available on crappy bootleg CD-ROMs, which, more often than not, don't even actually contain the game. The actual legitimate copies that they say were released back in the day feature a blank cover with nothing but a sprite of what was since named the Ticket Taker. He is simply a poorly drawn, pixelated, bald, Caucasian man with large red lips wearing a red vest over a white shirt and black pants. He is completely expressionless, though some say that if you smash the disc in his face, in his face is shown as angry the next time you look at the cover, though this is just dismissed as an urban legend. Can we rewind that sentence back? I I had a hard time reading that. So let's let's try that. He is completely expressionless. Though some say if you smash the disc, ah, there was a comma missing there. His face is... It's time you look at the cover. So if you smash the disc and look back at the cover of this bootleg CD-ROM, or the legitimate copy, the ticket taker, the Caucasian man with red lips... Mm -hmm. Bald Caucasian man. Would be angry the next time you looked at it. Okay. <clears throat> Though, this is just dismissed as an urban legend. When, <clears throat> what is peculiar about the theater, though, is that there is no developer named in the jewel case, nor game description on the back. It is simply the ticket taker on a white background on both sides. Oh, like that Pharrell album from like 2006. <laughs> Uh, the game was initially known for its inability to install correctly. The installation process immediately locks up the computer when the user reaches the licensing agreement. Also strange, but uh, also strange about the licensing agreement for the theater is that whenever the development studio is supposed to be named, the text is simply a blank line. Anyways, most people have to have claimed to owning one of the original CDs say that they figured out how to install the game by simply rebooting the computer on the licensing agreement with the disc still inside. Then they are prompted to press I agree on startup. Then they continue with the installation. Well, no wonder no one's heard of this. If you can't, can't install, install I would, I would immediately quit. I'm like, eh, we're done. Yeah, my that creepy guy in the yellow raincoat gave me this CD. And now mm-hmm. it won't start. Got to snap this shit and throw it out. I know. I, I don't. I don't care if he laughed maniacally as he walked away. I'm not that interested. <laughs> like I don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to listen to that rap album <laughs> that they're hawking <laughs> at, at Times Square. But if a player supposedly manages to find, <clears throat> manages to find what they believe to be a working copy. They have said that the installer window will freeze and stop responding before you can click the first next 
but they do also say that their PCs do not lock up and it's only the installer that freezes. We are getting like into the weeds on how to install things on PC. <laughs> this it, I don't this true horror <laughs> setup instructions. PC your, gamers beware. This is triggering as fuck. Uh, is your real audio updated? <laughs> it is unknown if these are actually copies or fakes, but it's widely thought that these working copies are just to draw internet attention with no proof of the installation effects. Okay. Okay. Oh, boy. We're getting to it, I think. I lost my place. Oh, there we go. Upon proper... Upon proper installation, the game then starts up without any introduction besides a main menu that is simply the sprite of a movie theater's exterior on an empty city street. The title fades, and then the three menu buttons. New game, load, and options. Selecting options immediately crashes the game to the desktop. (laughs) Why did anyone play this? I am, I'm getting legitimately, legitimately like angry at the person who wrote this. This is, this feels like a troll. I know. Creepy pasta. We'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll withhold my judgment. Apparently, Aaron, load is said to not function at all. (laughs) Even if you do have a saved game, I don't know how you would at this point. Nothing happens when you press it. Thus, new game is the only working menu option. Once it is selected, you are the first, you are in first person view. You're standing in an empty movie theater, theater lobby, with the exception of the ticket taker standing in front of the dark hallway which one can only assume leads to the theaters themselves. There's nothing to do but look at a poorly drawn, mostly illegible movie poster or approach the ticket taker. Once the player moves towards the ticket taker, a very low quality sound clip plays saying, Thank Thank you. you. Please, oh, you go ahead. My bad. No, 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 you... Please stick a ticker. I, I've never seen this part of the game before. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't want me. Uh, I'm embarrassed. I might crash, though. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'll reboot. Don't I worry. Tra- I, I feel real crashy. Uh, I'm not feeling great. Uh, don't crash I on think, me, please. I think there's some RAM misallocation I need to take care of. I don't know what that means. Uh, okay. I'll say my line. Let me find it here. C colon slash slash. <laughs> The theater slash audio. He's putting props. Okay, here we go. Thank you. Please enjoy the movie. Along with a speech box saying the name, the <clears throat> saying the same thing. You then walk into the hallway, and the screen fades to black. You're back in the empty lobby, and you do the exact thing again and again and again. While this may sound like a really horrible game, a number of peculiar things occur when you continue to play it. The number of times that you have to continue into the hall after going, after giving your ticket to the ticket taker before the strange events happen is unknown. Most state it's completely random and you cannot, and you could take anywhere from the first playthrough to the 400th for something to happen. What happens, though, has deeply disturbed some players. This is PT. This is, is PT. Holy shit. This is just PT. Worth about $400 on a used PS4. <laughs> the game, not the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the first occurrence is when the player fades back in, fades back in after walking into the hallway. <laughs> This time they will notice the ticket taker is completely absent. The player then, without any other options, decides to walk into the dark hallway. The sound clip and the text box mentioned previously still play in the absence of the ticket taker, but when the player walks into the hallways, the screen does not fade out. It goes pitch black as they walk 
deeper into the hall. But the player's footstep sound clip is still playing as they continue to push the up button on their keyboard. Not wazed. Up. Mm-hmm. Ugh, you can't play this. <clears throat> I'm out. <laughs> no controller support. Zero out of ten. Mm-hmm. Those claiming to have played the original game report that they felt extremely uncomfortable walking down the hallway, anticipating the whole way something horrible happening. Well, eventually the player is unable to move forward. There's nothing for a few moments before a strange sprite that is described as the ticket taker, but with a swirl for a face, appears and stands before the player. Sorry, I got my hood caught in a toilet and... Cartoon physics happened. I miss I miss swirly culture. <laughs> Who? Some people need a swirly. You know, I think a lot of look a lot of those, a lot of those bullies in government need a need a little bullying. <laughs> Let's pants everyone in the House of Representatives <laughs> live on TV, one after another. They say their name, pants. By like a seventeen-year-old. Absolutely, I want I want a seventeen-year-old to pants Congress. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the original players of the game say their bodies immediately froze up and their stomachs churned. They saw this sprite, which has apparently been named Swirly Headman. Oh boy! Nothing happens. As the swirly headman stands before them, then suddenly a piercing screech plays as the game glitches out. Screech! This lasts for a few minutes, with the screeching, but with the screeching being continuous. Continuous screech! Then the player abruptly returns to the lobby, with all the sounds and graphics being as they should be. I mean, it sounds just like a bunch of data corruption on these files. Like you got a corrupt save. That's why you can't load. That's why the settings and options don't work. That's why you're hitting invisible walls for no reason. They, you found this alpha version of a game. Oh, this is it, Aaron. Is what this, you're telling this is a beta me. tester's nightmare. <laughs> they said it was 90% complete. Wait. They, <laughs> we played the vertical slice, and this is nothing like this. Where are my ray trace puddles? <laughs> that... Pu- you told me each popcorn kernel was procedurally generated. <laughs> and now there's just a big sign that says out of order on the machine. The game continues normally for the next couple of cycles of entering the hallway with a couple of original uh, original players claiming the swirly head man would briefly appear and then disappear in the corner of the screen as a brisk yelp sound effect plays yep then review reviews started popping up on the screen <laughs> <laughs> then at some point after meeting the swirly head man the player sees the ticket taker pacing back and forth though there's no walking animation the sprite's limbs are completely static so he just hops up and down slightly <laughs> as a substitute <clears throat> with his eyes being wide and his mouth open to stimulate worried facial expression. Some players noted that the movie posters had been replaced with images of the swirly head man, which caused them to immediately turn their character's head away from the poster and approach the ticket taker. Then another different low quality sound clip plays, but the speech box contains nothing but corrupted characters that caused whatever text that would be would have been in the box to be completely illegible. Due to the extremely low quality of the sound, it is debated by players what exactly the ticket taker says at this point. Though, it is widely agreed that he says, Now we're the other levels. Then the then the screen fades out. <laughs> no, not the predator. <laughs> oh, I just want to be Danny Glover in Predator 2. 
Be too old for this shit. Be too old for this shit at like 38. <laughs> Watch Bill Paxton die. <laughs> Climb a ladder begrudgingly. You get a cool gun on a spaceship. You do get a cool end. spaceship gun. Oh, man. Gary Busey shattering to pieces. <laughs> Is such a cool scene. Should we just let's just watch Predator? Don't finish this. We'll just let's turn watch on Predator, Predator Two. Yeah, why not? <laughs> well, then the screen fades out once again and returns the player back to the starting point in the lobby. But the ticker ticker is gone, and the hallway is blocked by a large brick wall sprite. Touching the brick wall will immediately crash the game, and that's all there is to it. No one knows what the other levels are or how to gain access to them, nor is it known why, known why the swirly headman causes such acute fear in those who have seen him in the game. All the original copies of the theater have either been lost or destroyed, but the creepiest part is the fact that all the original players of the game claim to occasionally see brief glimpses of the swirly headman out of the corner of their eyes. Wait, there's okay. more. Is there another page? <laughs> so I see a next. So let's let's see what happens it. when we hit next. Ah! Ah! Oh, it's it's my it's my thing. The true story. Oh my god! I, it was a setup. This is a sequel to the theater. Oh man, are we about to? Okay. Oh, we're we're gonna rate these as a unit, Aaron, because you're gonna you're gonna go right. I in. think. I think that's what has to ha I think you're right. I think that's what has to happen. <clears throat> so, okay. I might be back on board. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is, folks. The true story of the theater. It's not something whispered about in certain circles. It's not something that comes in a plain-looking jewel case. It's not by a nameless, untraceable developer. And it's certainly not supernatural. The game in question is indeed called The Theater, R before E, except after the, and was developed by a company called Salida Software. Salida? I'm going to... Yeah. L-I-D-A. Because it's, it's clearly uh, a British company, I think it's Salida. Oh, I work at Salida Software, mate. We make very bad games that really suck. Are they cult classics in some groups? It's in, there are certain circles that whisper about it, <laughs> don't, didn't they? Almost got I'm, bought by 2K games, we did. <laughs> from the sound of the developers, I'm fairly certain it's an English company, despite the Spanish name. As far as I know... All they made was learning software. I have a mass suite from them somewhere around here. This is a British author. Th mm -hmm. Whoever wrote this. Show them your whole British ass mm -hmm. doing maths. Putting R before the E in theater. Except after the. <laughs> so the theater was probably meant to be some sort of edumatainment game. The game was obviously never finished probably from lack of funding or the whole company going under. The description in the story is actually pretty accurate. It's in a first-person perspective, with flat sprites in a 3D-ish environment, and glitchy as hell. The ticket taker has an egg-shaped body, and one of his hands is huge and misshapen. I think to look like he's reaching toward you for your ticket. The description of the swirly head man is also accurate. Just a glitch version of the ticket taker. But I saw a few people saying that he looks like Gigas. That's not the case. The features of his face are just swirled and are red because his lips are gigantic. I have absolutely no idea why this happens because while there are a few character sprites in the game's resources, this isn't one of them. Oh, and just to clarify, the sprite is a bit creepy. That's all. It's not terrifying. It's never filled me with a sense of dread. It's just a bit creepy. I mean, like, uh, I'd throw him a bone. I'm, I'm really tempted to make the case that 
this Salita software also makes that uh, egg game from I Think You Should Leave. <laughs> I think deep in the, the code is a nude egg that this all was built on. <laughs> That's very, look, would you like to purchase more eggs? <laughs> First of all. <laughs> so that game, as fun as that idea is, I do the real person who made that game for the show apparently built a working version. Oh my god. So you could god. play the egg game. Oh shit. Just this guy that I follow on Twitter. <laughs> that's that's rad. That's really good. So he um, was he was actually playing the game. Big I, boy. Aaron and I also saw on on the internet a uh driving crooner <laughs> um Christmas ornament that's like three uh, clear panels. One has a cigar. One has a mm -hmm. hat, <laughs> and then one has like the silhouette of a of a face and profile. And on the bottom of that one, it says they're trying to make it look fake. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh, There's, I think I I showed you the picture of uh, at a TechoCon. Someone cosplayed as a driving crooner, and it was the best thing in the world. So good. Not enough driving. Not enough. I think you should leave. Uh, costumes did i see in the oh, wild that's... not enough. oh you think it'd be all over the place mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you'd think the gameplay is pretty much exactly as stated in the story story so accurately in fact that i think the author just downloaded it somewhere and decided to make a scary story of his experiences i'll admit that some things in it can be unsettling but not omg crap your pants scary like i said the game is unfinished and very glitchy. So our suspicions were right. Mm. So far. I assume this is not going to be a scary story at all. So anyway, <laughs> I think the idea is to select a movie from the posters on the wall, enter the theater, and play a minigame. The minigames are glitchy and missing resources, to the point of being almost unplayable. But there doesn't seem to be a time limit on any of them, so you just have to plow through until you've done something right enough times to be dumped into the lobby. What's described in the story is what happens if you don't select a movie. You'll be allowed to enter the theater, but since the parameter of which the game to load hasn't been set, you'll just be dumped back into the lobby. Here's where it gets a bit weird. If you continue to enter the theater without choosing a movie, odd, Sometimes creepy things will happen. I'm not sure why, but if I were to make an educated guess, an edutainment guess, it would be that glitching past the mini games like this causes variables to reach values that they weren't meant to, resulting in things appearing where they shouldn't. Or, you know, the game is just glitched to hell and back. It's been years, but here are some of the effects I can remember. The swirly <laughs> here for your listening pleasure. A list of the glitches that I can remember. <clears throat> the swirly head man. Movie posters appearing out of the frame. Textures changing color. Legitimately disturbing audio issues. Other characters. <laughs> other areas i won't be going into this further i i have i have to stop this right now because i mm -hmm. have encountered reddit threads and reddit replies like i've seen mm -hmm. reddit threads explaining uh variables in game code that would cause weird glitches in like elden ring that are this detailed and this long and get like 750 upvotes i like <laughs> this creepypasta just like me for real for real <laughs> the last two are obviously the most interesting ones sometimes you'll spawn in a small room with a black floor and green walls which will crash the game if touched sometimes you'll appear in a room similar to the lobby with a concession stand kind of there's a woman behind the counter who you have a crush on with an incredibly poorly drawn popcorn machine with soda fountain. But it's all just an image on the wall. It's basically just a big yellow concession stand mural. I don't remember if you can interact with it or not. 
The only character that appears worth talking to about is a guy in a brown jacket who appears on the sidewalk outside the lobby. Looking back, I don't think the story mentioned this, but to the left of where you start out, the wall is a row of glass doors looking out onto the street outside the theater. If you glitch past the minigames enough, a man in a weird-looking jacket, I think it's supposed to be Tweed, it's a mess, and with a huge smile on his face, will be just on the other side of the doors, staring at you. I mean a huge smile, like Freaky Fred or Spark Brushel. Google image search if you want. I do want. I know. I don't I do know want. any of these people. Who, who's Freaky Fred? <clears throat> okay, Freaky Fred. So we're looking for Freaky okay. Fred. Oh, from Courage the Cowardly Dog. All right, let's uh, I'll share this one. Share this tab instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Freaky Fred. Okay. I think he spoke, didn't really watch Courage the Cowardly Dog. I might yeah, like have he spoke aged out like of it. this. He's like, "Hello, okay. Courage. It's so nice to meet you." Like Courage the Cowardly Dog is kind of. I mean, I I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. And it was that era of. Uh, I think the Courage was on Cartoon Network, mm-hmm, where like mm-hmm. kind of all cartoons were also just fucked up. <laughs> Like everything was just a little like too off. Mm-hmm. Like it was just off the back of like the Ren and Stimpy craze. So everybody had to have one thing that made you a little uncomfortable to watch. Um, and yeah, Courage Courage was that. But it was also like slapsticky, gross, freaky, and yeah. funny. It was just, you know, there's a grandpa, there's an old man. He's mad. And he scares Courage like on purpose. Dog. Ooga booga booga booga. Muriel. That's my Courage. That's pretty good. Did he talk a lot? Did he talk a little? In the later, it, like towards the end, he was like, I gotta save Muriel. Oh. <laughs> Courage! Because Muriel is is a is an oh, Irish yeah. lass. <laughs> oh. Oh, Muriel. No, that's not. <laughs> oh, stop it. You're scared. Shh. Courage. Courage! Good. Just do the whole show. Just, just, I'll give you a script that you can do everyone. Here, here's, here's the last courage bit because okay. it, it was legitimately one of the catchiest things, catchiest cartoons I ever watched. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a, there was like a pharaoh that came back to life, and it was the song that would play when he appeared in front of Courage was like King Ramsey, the man in Gauss, the man in Gauss, the man in Gauss, <laughs> the man in Gauss, the man in Gauss, King Ramsey. It was so funny. <laughs> so he was old enough to go through Managos. A per, 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 can't even say the word precisely. Hot flashes. But the other person we have to look up is Spark Brushel. Spark Brushel. What it? Oh, this looks like it's from Ace Attorney. Ace Attorney. Safe search blurring is on. I'm going to go ahead and say thank you. Oh, I see. I see a pretty mean a scary. This yeah, that one. Picture. That's the picture. Oh, this is some sort of artist in Ace Attorney. Oh, is he the? Um, what did he do? Yeah, what's his deal? Hold on. Here's some animated bit. Wait. Oh, why he's the, is he he's the court like, artist. Oh my God! What is this? Ace Attorney, you you a fool for this one. Spark Brushel. Have you have you scrolled by the Donald Trump meme yet? This is okay. <laughs> Political <laughs> Gen 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 Millennial Political Cartoons. There we go. I don't know if Gen Z's into Ace Attorney. That's very much a millennial thing. I feel like. Oh, millennials? Yeah, millennials love yeah. Ace. Yeah, now I'm just looking. I guess he's a journalist, not a... I, yeah, he's a journalist. I'm, I'm getting Is context he? for Spark. I'm looking at one okay. that says, I'm Here's... going to end quote 
your life. Hmm. Spark Brushel. Spark Brushel. All right. So, so, so someone with like a very big grin is what we're, we're mm-hmm. looking at. Okay. <clears throat> we did Google image search it. Actually, since he has the same body shape as the ticket taker, he looks a bit like the mayor from the nightmare before Christmas. No one, need, we don't, no one needs to look that up. No one needs to look that one up. His smile isn't creepy, though. It's just broad. What is creepy are his eyes. While the ticket taker, ashtray, and other sprites will always face you, the smiling guy is anchored in place like one of the walls. His eyes, however, are always staring right at you. Just thinking about that gives me chills. Okay. Okay, well, while there's nothing overtly scary or supernatural about the game itself, that's one thing that I will admit legitimately scares me. Like a porcelain doll. Please don't bring the grandmama, please. These I can't little Dalmatians. I, I can't. They're so shiny. <laughs> the little babies that show their butts and they have angel wings. Please, ma. Grandma, don't. I don't want to see a scarecrow. It's it's two <laughs> inches tall. <laughs> wait, hold on. Ahem. That's wait, did he as he was typing on the keyboard? He caught himself <laughs> pausing and drifting off. Then fucking typed ahem. I'm I'm saving my judgment. I'm saving my judgment on this. We, it could. That is a nice thing about these creepy pastas is that everything could just turn around in one <laughs> paragraph and be completely saved. Yeah, okay. we saw it last time. A, a full a sentence saved the second creepy pasta <laughs> we read. Oh, ske- normal skeleton. <laughs> normal skeletons. Ahem. <laughs> That's pretty much all there is to the theater. If you find it somewhere, I'd recommend downloading it just to see what it's like. Oh, one thing I'd forgotten. Ellipses. As stated in the story, getting the thing to run is, to say the least, difficult. I think someone got a hold of all the code and resources and just compiled it and added their own installer or something. Again, there's nothing paranormal about the installation. Just doesn't work well. But uh, 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 oh no! Like a horse, like a porcelain doll, like a porcelain doll. <laughs> Pardon me, <laughs> dear reader. My keyboard drifted into thought. <laughs> what a uh, okay. I I uh, I gotta say. Maybe a little upset that we ended on these. I know. <laughs> the, the, these two are, are kind of a wet blanket on what, what, what was some, like, as far as creepypasta around video games goes, like, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty good. I, I think this one just, I don't know. It's just like, hey, are these bugs or should I be worried about this? I, like, Again, this is big. This gives me big Reddit thread energy. Um, I've I don't think I've ever been frightened by a glitch in a game. I think mm-hmm. game. I think games that do stuff that are supposed to meant to be like psychological. Because there was like that um, the game where you where they turned like a whole city into a prison, and as you got more and more psycho, the character got more and more psychologically like messed up the game would like auto control the volume and control like the mm. contrast on you to make you think you were having a conniption or, or something like that, which like back in the day, sure. Um, in, in this era of Reddit threads and uh, everybody being armchair developers, this doesn't, this doesn't scare me at all. I'm a console player like <laughs> X, Xbox live and Xbox live Two. Like we didn't get our normal That's, skeletons moment. We got yeah. we got like like a porcelain doll moment. <laughs> the scariest thing in this are porcelain dolls. It's 
I think I I think I like the concept of mm-hmm. like here's a creepy pasta, and then the real story is just like, eh, it's fine. Yeah. Which I thought it was gonna be like. Actually, I'm I'm the ticket taker man, and I came into reality. And I thought so too. I think my game's really good. Yeah. I guess I gotta try harder to get you into the seats at the theater. Like the that's problem what I is, you never gave me the ticket. <laughs> they forgot to code it. Once you give me the ticket, you can go play the games. It's it's a simple it's a simple RPG like progression glitch. Like you can run around the. Uh, what is it? Final Fantasy 16 all you want. But you can't you can't fight every enemy until you check off at certain quest lines. So that's what it seems like. Uh, uh these two stories were um that's the moral of these two stories is hey, order of operations, PEMDAS, folks. Please excuse <laughs> my dear Aunt Sally. And PENDOT. Pen <laughs> Tolls are too high. Hey, look. You're telling me the guy who lives 40 in the bucks city to get to Philly? 21 bridges, close them all. <laughs> that you gotta shut up. Gotta which shut island, up Vince? <laughs> Don't you know which island? Manhattan. <laughs> there, yeah. I don't. We we had a lot a wide range, mm-hmm. and I think I specifically when I reached out to review cultists, I specifically. Wanted more like lighthearted ones. I didn't want to get too crazy. Um, because I know a lot of creepypastas can get very dark. Yes. Um we like we like to keep it fun here on this comedy podcast. <laughs> um what what it what is what would be a creepy what would be a scary thing in a video game if someone was telling you a story mm. around some sort of virtual campfire. In yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. It might be like I, I like the the elements of Xbox Live where it's like, oh, the console itself is possessed by mm-hmm. something. It's it it can't be turned off. It can't be removed from the TV. Like no matter what you do, it's gonna find a way to play. You know, or or it's whatever part of the game hypnotizes you, um, like something like that, where like a game that's right up my alley. Like imagine if Spider-Man two was haunted, a game that I couldn't Mm -hmm. stop playing. Um, and that, I don't know, kind of like 23 style. Something that brain worms into you to a point where like, we all have those where we're really into a game. You have dreams about it. Like if you're stuck in a puzzle, you have a dream about the game puzzle and you, you figure it out. But instead it's like, Oh, I can't get this horrifying image out of my mind. It's driving me insane. Like those kind of things are, are, um, are are more scary to me. How about you? What what's a what's a scary thing in a game? You're you're stuck on the Mary Jane portions of the <gasps> game forever. I'm slowly creeping. <laughs> I only have a stun gun this time. Got a stun gun and a camera. What kind of gameplay is this? <laughs> I think the I really I would probably be creeped out more by like the meta-ness of of something so like again from xbox live of the people in the game being aware of me mm-hmm. playing that sort of because like the reality of like wait why are you running around oh even like in an animal crossing where it's like why are you running around and messing up the island and also kicking us off right like if uh kk slider was like we've been watching you yeah. You've been stealing people's things from their home, claiming to be their friends. Well, here's a tune that'll seal your doom. And then he starts doing his thing. <laughs> Nate, cuts out. Those, your those island. fish are endangered. Well, it yeah, was, scratch uh, that. Um, I think the scariest thing that, that has happened to me is significant oh. progress of a game being just deleted because of save errors or you turn off the system improperly you corrupt mm-hmm. that file and like 40 hours of progress gone in an instant terrifying stuff that makes me not want to come back to games that's truly truly the worst thing video games have ever done i think so not been able to say 
Well, how, okay. How do you spookify that a little more? Can we? So how do you? I'm sure people that? have already. Oh, instead of file. instead of it just deleting your save, it's also deleting parts of your memory. Oh, like you're being like slowly neuralized to forget. You don't remember the past two weeks you've been playing this game because your save file got corrupted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't been to work in two weeks, mm-hmm. but you didn't notice. Hmm. 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 Writers. 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 You can do this. Actors. Hold on. <laughs> We're not casting just yet. Don't worry. Nope. Yeah. Who will play the corrupted save file? Oh, we, we we're having this discussion. We didn't talk about that Matthew McConaughey movie. You know the one I'm talking about? Where he's a gamer? What are you talking? What are you doing? Oh, hold on. Um Matthew McGameaway. Uh it's called Serenity. Serenity. Serenity, a 2019 film. Okay, go on. In, uh, Serenity is a 2019 American mystery thriller film written and produced by Stephen Knight. The film stars Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey Anne Hathaway, Diane Lane, Jason Clark, Jaimon Hansu, Jeremy Strong, and follows a fishing boat captain who is approached by his ex-wife to murder her abusive new husband. First announced mm. in 2017, uh, principal photography on the film began on M- Mauritius. The Republic so, of Mauritius is an island in the Indian Ocean uh, that July. What, wait, so why, why do we need to bring this up? Oh, because, um, spoiler for, for Serenity, um, the movie is actually taking place inside of Anne Hathaway's kid's game that he built shut the fuck up yeah yeah <laughs> do the characters find out this i can't remember Have you watched this i haven't watched this it was a subject of a podcast and so i just followed along and i was like this is great i think uh how did this get made may may have done it it soon's okay we're going to spoil the fuck out of it. Here's the creepiest pasta. It soon becomes apparent that Dill, I'm going to guess that's Matthew McConaughey's character. I'm Dill. Dill Pickle. <laughs> oh, this Me and my is, this friend Chucky. Cr- oh my God, the Reddit threads are going absolutely insane. <laughs> the rug rats, the rats are, the rat pack is going nuts. Wait. No, Dill... Tommy Pickles, mm-hmm. Chucky Finster. Yep. Lil and Dill, their last name, the twins. The twins. Whatever, whatever their last name was. Mm-hmm. What was Tommy's little brother? Oh, no, no, it was Phil and Lil. Phil right? and Lil, and then Dill was the Dill is Tommy's So Dill was brother. Pickle. Dill okay. Pickle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically correct. Technically correct. It soon becomes apparent that Dill is a character in a computer game Patrick created based on his father, John Mason. A U.S. Marine Corps captain who was killed in Iraq in 2006. Patrick had based the character on a memory of his father taking him fishing when he was three years old. I do not believe that. That you remembered a three, your a triple dad. year three. No way. Yeah. No way. When the widowed Karen remarried, Patrick introduced his mother and abusive stepfather as new characters in the game and changed Dill's task from catching tuna. To catching these hands by murdering his stepfather. <laughs> to catching bodies. <laughs> Dill soon begins to realize that he and the other inhabitants of Plymouth Island are merely artificial intelligence characters created by his son. Nevertheless, he decided to go along with the objective of killing Frank. As Dill carries out the objective, Patrick summons up the courage to confront Frank in real life and stabs him in the chest with a knife that belonged to his father. Frank dies, and Patrick is charged with murder, but he has released him to his mother's custody while awaiting trial. He designs a new computer game in which he and his father are reunited. Wait, hold on. So... 
Okay, uh, Frank. What's it say about Frank? That he's abusive? Yeah. Checks in and begs to save her from the young son, Patrick, from her new power, from her new powerful but violently abusive husband, Frank. <sighs> truly, truly the creepiest pasta of them all. Yeah, sir. I, I feature film. What a, this feels like someone who's like never seen a video game, but it has been described to them. Mm-hmm. They, they they were like, hey, you heard of this one game? It's called Hitman, where you're in a place and you have to murder somebody. And they were like, that's a movie. It's like, slow down. Let's start with the video. <laughs> and then it's, built, uh, it's built on a what? A computer? Oh, I got something for that. <laughs> <laughs> there are characters in these games. <laughs> okay. Sound, it does sound like a lot like a movie. What up, Vince? God bless you for introducing this to me. I, I hope I hope you take a look. I hope you take a look. Um, I'll never watch this, but I love hearing about this. Yeah, it's, is this it's a great. how did this get made? I think it's a how did this get made episode. Okay. It, it might be a good a good uh, go back to mm-hmm. for for the last day of the spooky season when mm-hmm. this drops. Uh, speaking of which, happy Halloween. We have to go back to our crypt where we sleep. That's right. But not before, Aaron, we give our review in Yajirobis. Oh, yeah. Of, of this two-part creepy pasta, This double jewel case of a creepy event. I, so, I think I have to automatically give it two Yajirobis from, for four. Uh, so a thumb and a forefinger for the video listeners. Um, and then for content, some, I think it's two Yajirobis. It's a 2.5. It's two Yajirobis. One and that's acrylic. a mm-hmm. And that's acrylic. And that uh, 2.5. That's pretty good. That's, I think that's pretty good for what, for what we, um, right down the mid. I'm gonna, I'm gonna also go with, um, with two Yajirobis, I'm gonna leave it at that. Oh leave it at that. wow! I was I was a little bored um, by what seemed like paragraphs and paragraphs of uh, bug checks <laughs> and menu menu that? descriptions like that. That hurt me in the first one. The second one, the second one pulls something together by having a perspective and mm-hmm. look, porcelain doll. It's <laughs> it's a great sentence. The like a porcelain doll, like porcelain doll, then just drifting away at your keyboard. <laughs> I think what's missing is a third perspective. We mm. we need a true Rashomon. Yes, in this, where where's part? Where's the actually true story of the theater? Yeah, who who's gonna who's gonna step up? Who's gonna be the real Slim Shady mm-hmm. and hit the Reddit thread? Say I and tell have me that it is haunted. Game. Yeah, it's yeah it is fuck. It's haunted. It's not broken. It's haunted. You're mm-hmm. all infected with the disease. Like that's what I want. The ga- yeah, the game. We are we live in the theater. And now I have to kill my wife's husband. <laughs> but I'm cool, but I know I'm a character, but that's cool. I do want to see the scene where Matthew McConaughey comes to grips with the yeah. idea that he's nothing more than a simulation. And I also want to see the, the knock on effect of that kid, Patrick learning that he's created sentience. That's it. And then the government gets a hold of him. Who buddy. <laughs> then, then the Skynet happens. Matthew yeah. McConaughey starts the terminators. All right, all right, all right. Execute humanity on three. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> Miss Connor, serious? I don't want to be rude. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, Go you ahead. had it. Pardon, had pardon it. me. Miss Connor, I don't want to be rude, but if you want to live, come with me. <laughs> hey, anybody here know a Catherine Brewster? just just asking around man nice threads i think i'll take them (laughs) 
I, I, I sure could use your boots, your motorcycle, and your jacket. Hold on, wait. Is that a Lincoln in the parking lot? I'll take that instead. <laughs> John Connor, why do you cry? What's the big fuss? Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> See, that, yeah, no change there. That's no change there. It's just him doing it. He's living his life. They filmed that when he was not on set. <laughs> So that's why that's why he's that's why he's one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he was just at Starbucks and he picked up his cup and left. <laughs> Barista just mouth agape, barely gets out. You say baby too. <laughs> <laughs> and we say goodbye here shortly. Uh thank you all for listening. Uh we're we're sag strong. I think that's what they're saying. We're set. Mm-hmm. We're we're sagged up. Oh yeah, we're sagged up after strong. <laughs> Sagaftra. <laughs> Pretend you're a Dracula, and you're reading the announcement. Saga Sagaftra on strike. The A D T P P. Is being stingy with their blood money. But those KHP boys are not stingy with their content, of which they have plenty. As as October draws to a close, we go out of the scary and into November, Narutovember on stream. Uh, no, no, I'm scared. Yeah, you better be, because Aaron, this month on twitch.tv slash KHP, we're playing nothing but Naruto games. That's right. Uh, Ninja Wait, Storm. are we starting Wednesday? Yeah, we're starting Wednesday. <laughs> no, I'm not ready. The 1st of October. You better be ready, and you better believe it. No, I don't believe. Don't worry, I'll I'll bring you in nice and easy with some Naruto news. Then we'll get into the gameplay. Uh, I've got Battle Battle Stadium Don. I got a Japanese version. I got a Japanese PS5 PS2. Uh, I'm Don. Done. <laughs> with well, this Aaron, podcast. it's not just going to be you. Donald's going to come through on one of these. Oh, that's the Don you're talking about. That's it. <laughs> Is he coming on for that game? Do you have to rearrange some things now? I've got to move so many schedules. Okay. <laughs> I've got I've got to rearrange my whole life. Uh, but it should it should be fun. There's we're gonna celebrate the end of the month with two weeks of uh, Bar- Naruto X Boruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections, the new installment of the Naruto game franchise built for the PS5. Oh. Uh, and, you know, as oh, long as the strike's terrifying. going, we're going to be giving you supplemental content. So stay tuned for the next round. We really appreciate y'all rocking with us through this October scary season. Thank you again uh, to Chris over at Aldente Mortis for the suggestions. We had a blast with these. Um, don't forget to catch Aaron on Sigmund Fraud podcast. So Ooh. follow at Sig Fraud Pod or Google or put into your podcast feed the Sigmund Fraud podcast. Aaron did a great job. It's a very, very funny Aww, episode. It's you. a very funny podcast with friend of the show, Ian Heron, as the host. Uh, Aaron is one of the guests for the week. Uh, appro- appropriately spooky for the season. If you haven't caught it, please catch that. Not to mention Aaron's other podcast, Thinking Too Hard About Anime. Uh, you know, you got to follow the Shonen Chumps. Uh, I'm crossing my fingers. We might get a November show locked in. Ooh. If you're coming to Anime NYC, I'm going to be there Sunday, November 19th, uh, dressed as Piccolo. So uh, come find me. I'll be the giant guy dressed as Piccolo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, I, you know keep liking subscribing and thank you to everybody who who subscribes to to our uh patreon thank you so much keeping the lights on keep keeping the content minds flush uh 
We appreciate it. And now, Aaron. Oh, did you? Have we can talk about <laughs> how we're part of the Moonshot Network. Oh, thank you. And uh, we're 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 going to be a part of their Extra Life stream. Uh, it's going to be in person. We're going to be interacting with other people. <laughs> So I'm very frightened, uh, but it's going to be November 11th, 12th. It's going to be for a good cause, raising money for the Children's Miracle Network. Uh, go on over to twitch.tv slash moonshot network. Go ahead and follow. Go ahead and subscribe. Uh, but yeah, save those dates for some crazy shenanigans oh, for gonna... charity. For charity, you say? Mm -hmm. ah! That's not scary at all. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, you shriek in delight. As we shriek with delight by saying, whether you are uh, pointing out clear bugs in a bad game or you're driving your AI-generated characters insane, you've got to... Frightening. Frightening. <laughs> 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 Jump scare. Gotcha. Dummy, dummy house party.